the biggest fans in the world. Upside more, bro. We're going to win. Win or lose, we made it to the final. They still champion of the world. I like to watch them a lot because when they score, that makes me feel happy. And I think it makes Fiji proud. In just three days, the Rugby World Cup begins. And if the warm-up games are anything to go by, the Pacific teams, Fiji, Samoa and Tonga, are the ones to watch. England has sunk to its nadir. But for Fiji, it is simply the greatest moment in their rugby history. That was a Samoan performance that lays down a very clear marker. For Argentina, Japan, England and Chile, they will make an impact at the World Cup. They made an impact tonight, but just fall short. The full-time score, Ireland 17, Samoa 13. This is despite all the challenges and setbacks. If you have a game where the rules favour one set of teams over another, one set of countries over another, is that game fair? Pacific Island rugby has given so much to the game and got so little back. I'm Tom Kitchen and today on The Detail, what can we expect from the Pacifica rugby teams this World Cup? How are they tackling their way to the top and what are their New Zealand based superfans planning? Bulavanaka. Or your Fiji name is Tomasi. Bulavanaka Tomasi. Nemai Tangitaki Mbao presents the Fijian program on the Pacific Media Network and is a member of the Forum of the Fiji Association in Auckland. She's also a rugby superfan. Go Fiji, go! And that's the lament or the cheer that you'll hear often uh, in France this Rugby World Cup. Are you excited? Oh my God, I'm, I'm excited. I've lost my voice. I've regained it again. <laughs> <laughs> the win there in England against England in Twickenham. England's fortress is the Temple of Doom. England 22, Fiji 30. How was that? Oh boy, it was early in the morning. We put our, you know, our, our um, alarms on. It went off just before two and we were here in front of the telly. Oh, boy. I, I said, you know, everybody watching the game, I want to see your faces in church. It's <laughs> 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 early Sunday morning. And so we had the telly on. We had two phones going because we were watching the live of the Fijian supporters there in Twickenham. One of the supporters is a, is a blogger. And so he went live. And we just saw blue, you know, everywhere where he was seated. Uh, there were Indian people. There were European people. Fijian people and our Pacifica families, they were there cheering Fiji on. We've got it. We've always got it in us. You know what I mean, Tom, eh? Yeah. We just needed the special people, the right people to be in there to bring this out of the boys. What do you think of their chances of winning? They're going to make it to the, the quarters. You think? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, they, we're not going to just fly in and fly out. No, no, no. We're there to play and we mean business. No! Fiji may have the best chance of winning out of any of the Pacific teams. Ilya Satora is RNZ Pacific sports journalist, and he's heading to France to cover the tournament. He hails from Fiji and has covered Pacific sports for over 15 years. Now his team is ranked 7th in the world. 
highest so far that Fiji has achieved um, in world ranking in rugby. Uh, that came about after their um, famous win over England at Twickenham. They've had a, a, a steady build-up since they started in July with the uh, Pacific Nations Cup, where they were able to um, to win the series, playing um, Tonga, Japan and Samoa, and beating all three of them impressively. And the final match of the Pacific Nations Cup. It will be Fiji. He'll pick up their sixth title. They're currently the highest climber in the world ranking, so they're doing pretty well. Do you realistically think they have any chance of winning? I believe they they will be um, uh, very competitive against Australia and Wales in the in the pool matches, and they can tip the scales on those two teams. You'd like to see them win, though, you're a Fijian. I mean, you you know, national pride. You want to see them get yes, the trophy. Yes. Yes, of course. Of course, I would. I know that would be great. That would be great. That would be the story of the Rugby World Cup uh, 2023 if that happens. Um, <laughs> I'm certainly hoping that they can perform the way they've they've been doing and 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 perform well and and um, and cause upsets. What about Samoa? They're sitting at number twelve. Uh, what are their chances of doing well at this tournament? Samoa, like Fiji, has has. Imp- in leaps and bounds and they've done very well they have um, players that have got experience have got the the fire some of them have already you know played for the all blacks i think there's um, uh, Sopoanga there one of the key players uh, who's played in their last two warm-up matches uh, out there in france and has done very well Sopoanga's there and it's really opening up and it will be Sopoanga. You have also um, Christian Leliafano uh, from the Wallabies and Moana Pacifica, who um, also has a lot of very good experience playing international rugby, playing in this kind of uh, atmosphere. Who wants it? It's been picked up by Leliafano, and over the top it goes, and it is a try! They have players from across Europe also, like Fiji and Tonga, who've come in and mixed with the players from the Moana Pacifica. Uh, from the Super Rugby competition. Uh, Silalama Pusua, their head coach, says he's confident that with these kind of players, they would be able to to uh, to be a force to be reckoned with in, in their pool. You know, they have caused some upsets in past tournaments. And Wales have to go through another phase. Where is the piece of magic, I wonder? That is it! The end of an amazing tussle. What a tremendous score for Samoa. And they can still cause upsets at the, at the upcoming uh, World Cup. Well, let's have a look at Tonga now. A few of their key players won't be there, but they've made some strides too, haven't they? Yes, Tonga also has uh, a, a quite uh, a good squad that can also cause upsets on the day if they are able to get their game right. You know, Israel Folau is out because um, of a knee injury that you know, has taken longer than expected to heal. But got um, players like former Wallaby uh, lock forward, Adam Coleman, former uh, All Blacks players like Charles Piutau, Waya Fifita, George Mwala, Malakaivi Fekitoa. These are players who have come in and gelled with, with the other players from Europe and from uh, Moana Pacifica. You know, they came back from the Pacific Nations Cup Series without a win. They defeated Australia A uh, before that. And then they returned home and beat uh, Canada in uh, two test matches wow. uh, before heading off to, to, to France, you know. 
Definitely Tonga is the dark horse uh, of the Pacific teams because um, we haven't really seen them perform the way their coach had expected in the in the Pacific Series. Uh, his aim is island. He wants to topple island. Uh, you oh, know, good well, luck. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, a big, that's a big ask, but, uh, you know, anything can happen. But how excited are Tongans this coming World Cup? Sami Pae Lotu is a Tongan community secretary in Christchurch. Yeah, we're looking uh, forward to it, and uh, some of the family, we're hoping for some uh, good results in it for the boys in it. Do you think that people care enough about rugby union in Tonga? I see this not as a fully uh, 100% support in that, that the people give to support that they give to the um, league team, the Matema Tonga. Uh, the support is still there, but not as strong. And, uh, I'm sure that the will come to a stage and that, that they have the same level of support, hoping for it. Yeah. Mm. Why do you think that is? Why do people care more about league than union in Tonga? Well, uh, if we take back um, our memories back a few years back, like three, four years back, preparation for the uh, league team, World Cup, I think the number of the, the star players from the league uh, turned down, you know, some big monies and, and, and playing for the country that they're currently are playing in, like Britain, New Zealand and Australia. But they sacrificed it to, to um, you know, come play for their home country. And have. have you seen the movie Red, White and Brass? There's only six weeks till Tonga take on France at the Rugby World Cup. Michael, what have you done to my house? Surprise, my man! We're gonna show our pride to the world. I've seen it a couple of times in it, so, and I know the people are behind the scenes in it too, in it as well. But there was something uh, really big in it back in 2010, was it? Eleven, uh, I think. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Do you think that rugby union was bigger back in 2011 than it is now, a month? Amongst Tongans, yes, and even even not only to 2011, but I think it was it was it 2007 or something like that when they were playing against South Africa. Well, what a performance from Tonga here this afternoon! Sure, it was the South African victory, and the, and with the bonus point, but it's the bonus point of the Tongans that we'll be talking about for a long time, and we're a mess. What about those in Ōtutahi supporting the mighty Manu Samoa? Here's fan Peter Retemanu. I will be uh, passionately following um, two particular teams for the World Cup. That is the All Blacks and most assuredly the Samoan team. Were you a big Samoan fan, would you say? Um, yeah, look, um, the first time they um, played in the 1991 World Cup um, was in Europe and, uh, and I happened to be there at the time. When I explained to a lot of my workmates that I was Samoan, nobody actually knew where that was. What? Um, and so, <laughs> so the, the the Samoan team at the time, um, confounding expectation and and beating Argentina, but also beating Wales most especially. Seconds left of the game, I would have thought, and that's it, the final whistle and the shock of the competition. Wales thirteen, Western Samoa sixteen. Basically, put the Samoan team on the map, and uh, then when I went to work the next day, everybody knew where Samoa was. What are your expectations for Samoa this World Cup? My expectations are, are, are very high, and predominantly because they made the knockout stages uh, in the World Cup in 1991, 1995, and 1999, but they haven't since. 
And so I think under under the coaching of Mapusua, who is an ex-Highlander, and um, you know every every dog has his day, so to speak. And I think a lot of the, um, the, the the variables are in place, or the planets are aligned to actually um, for them to be very competitive, especially targeting a couple of games like Chile and Japan. Have you heard about Samoan fandom? You know, it's, I was just thinking about the rugby league, you know, with the big flags and stuff. Uh, is it going to be anything like that at your place, or um, you know, you know of anyone that's planning to do that? We're a bit more subdued down south, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's a number of very, very passionate fans uh, up in the North Island, but uh, you know, but we wear a passion on the inside down here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so no, we'll be we'll be no less passionate here. Um, I've got a lot of family here in Christchurch, and we're salivating um, over the prospect of Samoa getting across the line this World Cup. So, all the suspense, all this promise, and all this challenge. How did Pacifica Rugby come to be where it's at now? Back to RNZ's Elias Tola. There, there are two things that, that I believe has really helped in, in lifting rugby in the Pacific. One, the fact that their players now are playing competitive rugby out there in Europe, in the different clubs across France, you know, England, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, uh, even up in Romania and Italy and across here in New Zealand and Australia. That's one. The experience that these players bring back from these professional environments has helped uh, lift the standards within their different squads. And secondly, the inclusion of the Moana Pacifica and the Fijian Rua in the Super Rugby Pacific competition last year and this year. That, I believe, has also uh, lifted uh, the standards uh, for, for local players who are out here playing in Australia and New Zealand, and then they get called into uh, these two franchises. The Fijian Drua. If you think Drua are going to win, make some noise. The majority of the squad are local based. Our Fijian players were actually playing in the local competition in Fiji. Their inclusion in the Super Rugby competition has really lifted the standards. Previously, Fiji, Tonga and Samoa had been pushing for uh, inclusion in the um, Super Rugby. And then COVID came, provided that opportunity where... Um, New Zealand and Australia had to look to the Pacific to be able to um, to make the the competition um, competitive and 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 work and uh, opening the door for the Fijian Drua and the Moana Pacifica to come in uh, that was a blessing in disguise. Thank you, COVID. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say COVID's been good for anything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that 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 was a good effect that COVID brought. And uh, now heading into the World Cup. Out of the 33 member Flying Fijian squad, there's 18 Fijian Rua who are there and competing and staking their claims on run-on teams. The same for Samoa and Tonga. Their Moana Pacifica players are also competing well and also getting into the run-on teams, the starting lineups for for those uh, teams. And and having Super Rugby and um, getting these players from Europe in the teams has also lifted a lot of interest in the islands. Yeah. I mean, what have been the setbacks that some of these teams have faced? Uh, you know, we've seen the game grow in leaps and bounds, but there have been some real challenges, eh? Yes. This is something that um, Tier 2 nations will always have challenge with, is the resources, having the, you know, the financial assistance and having the resources to be able to um, to provide that for, for their players, eh? Um, you know, I, I know, I know Fiji 
Samoan Tonga, they went back home for training. Uh, you know, they had to make do with uh, what they were able to afford, what they had. Eh? And, and, and that's what's brought them together. But despite those challenges, it's uh, the team bonding, the understanding, the culture and all that that, that keeps them going. But the challenges, the challenges are many. You know, interestingly, the um, the World Rugby um, law on on players eligibility rule that is now uh, in effect that has a- enabled some of those former players from the Wallabies and the All Blacks to join uh, these specific teams is good. It's really exciting for not just Pacific Island rugby, but I think for the you know the game as a whole. Things are fluid, you know, um, eligibility changes, people's, um, you know, allegiances change. And this, I think, is a lot more reflective of the fact that people do have dual nationalities now. That has helped in, in you know, in lifting morale and standards within the teams themselves. I think the big thing, though, with Pacific teams is fandom. The last World Cup, we had an aunt who took her Fiji flag when Fiji reached the quarters, and she walked uh, from Mount Roskill to New Lynn, and we ha- and they had you know commuters and people just tooting their horns at her and just waving. She was waving the flag. She wasn't shy. She wasn't scared. <laughs> she just stood up and just left with the Fiji flag That's and good. proudly went on the road. New Zealanders, I feel we're pretty reserved sports fans. We don't like to shout too loudly we get into it but we don't shout from the rooftops but like Tonga Fiji Samoa it's not the case I mean I remember Samoa celebrating all over the country with the the flags on the cars with the rugby league and that rain or shine we are going to be out here celebrating partying and making history with everyone around the world it's crazy I I, I've uh, I've lived in Tonga for the last 11 years every time uh, the Tongan Rugby League team, the Tongan uh, Ikaletahi plays, even if they lost, they still celebrations. They still they still celebrate the fact that their team can play out there in the world stage and 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 perform. Eh? People stay up in the late hours of the night if they have to, or wake up early hours in the morning to watch their teams play uh, on television. And you know, if they win, man, the celebrations uh, just break out everywhere. Just when the the Tongan and the Samoan teams were uh, leaving for 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 France from Nukolof and Apia, both teams actually had members of the public in motorcades taking their their players to the airport, and you know with flags flying and music's blaring and sounding all over the place, from the city to the airport to farewell them. <laughs> What do you think's different from, say, like New Zealand or the fandom we have to, compared to somewhere like these, you know, Tonga, Fiji, Samoa? The the fans are, are are more open and their pride cannot be held back when they see their teams play. You will get to to, to know about them when 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 the matches happen. Oh, they sure will be will. out there also. They yeah. will be out there also. <laughs> You're going over to France for. To watch these teams, aren't you? What's your plan? Yeah, I'm actually flying off to uh, to France uh, for Radio New Zealand uh, Pacific um, on the 5th of September. If I get my visa on time, otherwise I will be going after that. But uh... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the plan is to um, uh, to cover the the three uh, the three teams and uh, follow them in their different uh, matches, the different locations. Uh, obviously. Some of the games I will be missing because um, they either happening on the same day or you know or one day after the other and and of the different locations 
but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to going over there and and uh, and following them and meeting up with the different Pacific contingents, fan bases around uh, France. Uh, I've already, you know, seeing um, thousands of local French uh, fans uh, watching Fiji, Tonga, Samoa uh, at their training sessions, uh, you know, and 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 following them around. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, Pacific fan base out there in France uh, because a lot of uh, Pacific players uh, are playing out there in Europe and in France itself. Uh, so be interesting to go out there and meet them and see uh, how they will back the, their teams. Who do you think is going to win? Who's your money on to win the tournament? I'm um, uh, always an All Blacks fan. <laughs> I'm tipping the All Blacks to to appear in the final. But who they will meet? Maybe Fiji. Maybe uh, Fiji. Imagine that, All but, Blacks uh, Fiji final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you prefer Fiji to win over New Zealand, though? Well, if they can. If they can, I would, <laughs> man, I would be over the moon. I'd probably jump off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hoping for a semi or even a final match? Oh man, Sammy! Oh, Sammy would be like you know we just won the World Cup and then the finals. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna do, I will have to you know tell the listeners, please, <laughs> if you know Fiji reaches the finals, even the semis, go to the doctor, have yourself seen over, you know, if you're good, because we don't want to you know have people falling, you know when Fiji falls in one of these matches. I know. <laughs> That's it for today. I'm Tom Kitchen. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansel. Our producers are Alexia Russell and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Iliesa Tora, Nemai Tangitake Mbao, Sami Bayu Lotu, and Ita Aretimanu. Fa Fitai, Tokitsuyo, Vinaka Vakalevu.